welcome back to another episode of the Behind the Counter Show. And today, we are here with my father, John, John Bolidi. You all know him. You all love him more than me. And it's okay. I'm okay with that. I've come to terms with it. But actually, Dad, there's something I really wanted to talk to you about. Yes, please. Uh, let's uh, have this moment of, of uh, confidential. Really a, a yeah, private a conversation. Private conversation. Yeah, sure. exactly. Let's, <laughs> let's have this heart to heart. So... I'm going to take a stab in the dark here and say you've dealt with hair loss at some point in your life, no? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I'm follicularly challenged. Follicularly yeah, challenged. Follicularly That's an challenged, interesting yes. way to put it. Absolutely. So, as you know, this is something that kind of started happening to me <coughs> around, I think I was like 23 or 24, maybe 23 when I first started talking to you about this. About the same. Almost, almost 10 years ago. Yeah, I'm exaggerating <coughs> a little bit, but almost 10. That was about the same for you, you said? Yeah, yeah. Early 20s. So... Now, there's a lot of different causes for that, but it's a, you know, it was definitely something that I was not interested in happening. I believe you were not interested in having it happen. No, you know, I, I, was, uh, I was a little bit, uh, you know, shocked that it was, I was, uh, you know, you're always supposed to take after your, you know, the uh, maternal grandfather kind of thing and stuff. And my is that grand a myth or is that true? I mean, people say that, and yeah. then, you know, you look at, you know, your, your uh, you know, grand, your uh, mom's, mom's side, yeah. and, and he had hair, and so did my my mom's father yeah. so i mean i guess it's not always true yeah, yeah guess not guess not yeah. so where does that come from then i mean is that purely a genetic thing or and i guess it can happen to men and women too right? yeah i mean it's it's a very complex uh discussion because you could have uh you know just uh through the aging process and then some people just uh it happens to some men younger like it did to both of us or yeah. it is but it also can be uh other factors uh uh, levels of stress. It could be hormone imbalance, and sometimes, you know, and it, a lot of times we, we we often think, oh, it's male pattern baldness is one of the things they talk about, sure. but it, it happens to females uh, quite a bit. Is it's just not as widely discussed. So it's not it's it's it's, it's hard to say because it's, it's a wide uh, variety of causes. Uh, you really have to when you're looking at it. When, before you say, okay, what am I going to do about this problem because this is bothering me and I really want to do something about it, you want to look at the root cause because, you know, you know, there's different ways to go about attacking it. You sure, know? that uh, makes if, sense. So, you know, some people have issues with thyroid levels, for example, and if the thyroid levels are off, you know, there are some symptoms like, you know, losing hair that could happen, uh, you know, so it's, it's not just a matter of, okay, well, let me go get these four or five vitamins that I know are good for hair growth and hair health or using over-the-counter minoxidil, Rogaine types of product, because uh, it may, if your, your problem isn't, you know, from, from those, those types of things and you had a situation with thyroid or perhaps hormone imbalance or perhaps something else, uh, you know, those things aren't going to help you. So how would you go about getting to that root cause? Is it a little bit of trial and error or is there some testing you can do or? Well, I mean, you have to look at, uh, you know, uh, your life and other conditions and see, you know, what, what are things that are going on. If you're, uh, you know, if you feel you're, for example, uh, on, a, on a thyroid medication and you're, you're, uh, or you're not, but you're feeling some other symptoms of perhaps having your, uh, th you know, th thyroid level being low, maybe you're lethargic, you're gaining some weight, you're, um, th you know, th different things like that where your metabolism isn't running uh, optimally, you may go to the doctor and, you know, get the, you know, some levels measured. So then you might see an indication because at the same time you may be losing hair. Sure. So maybe some of the first things you should do when you're experiencing um, is to try to look at all the different symptoms that may be happening, whether or not you're losing weight or whether or not, you, you know, yes, okay, I'm losing hair, but what else More is going on? Or, yeah, yeah, like so look at all those things, put them together and figure out, uh, you know, 
right, what's more the likely the puzzle. Yeah, what, what's going yeah. on? And, you know, for some people, uh, like myself, it was more of a genetic thing. I sure. mean, it was just this is what the cards are, and you know, this is what you can do. Sure. So when I was younger, I I did try uh, minoxidil or Rogaine at the time. Matter of fact, it wasn't even made. You had to compound it. Really? Yeah, so you couldn't get no, that. I no, no yeah, idea. Yeah, so then you had to compound it. What was that, like 1842 when you Yeah, it was, yeah. A, it was even before that. And uh, and so then you had to make it from tablets, from uh, minoxidil or lonitin tablets. But yeah, so then over time, then they became, uh, you could get the, the, the commercially the available phones, and yeah. stuff. And honestly, then that's the things came out better because initially you were using a liquid and you know, then when you could do something like a foam, when it could sit on the on the scalp better, that was much better right. too. Right. So could really I personally have tried that foam, and I know I believe you tried it at points too. I've never used the foam. When never I the did, foam. it was always the liquid, oh, liquid. solution. So there's yeah. the liquid solution. There's a the foam. There's then there's the behind the counter stuff, the uh, finasteride. Right. So now, so finasteride is very effective. Finasteride, I actually started. But by the time I started that, and that became uh, something that they found was actually useful, it was, I think, you know, it was a situation where I, it, you know, that this was probably uh, late 30s at that point, and I just uh, didn't, it wasn't as important, and I, I think it did help. Right. And I could see that it was helping, but, it, uh, you know, I just wasn't willing to invest in the, you know, you know when you're, it, it's much better to start those type of treatments, whether it's a topical application, um, or whether, you know, like the Rogaines and the, the Minoxidils or even oral finasteride, it's much better to start all those things when you first notice it. Like if I started that with in my 20s, you know, obviously that would have been much more sure. effective, you know? Now, nutritionally, what are some, like I hear biotin all the time, right, as it relates to hair loss. Or basically, if you look at any hair, skin, nail supplement, you'll always see biotin in there. Biotin, a lot of the beak, I mean, they'll, sometimes they'll, they'll, they'll say something like brewer's yeast, but basically you're looking at a lot of the beak complex family of things. Sure. Collagen sometimes is, is useful. Um, so, I mean, but, you know, those are, so those are, the, your, those are your, your starters, certainly. Um, you always can look at stuff uh, and see what, you know, kinds of, even with the new programs that we're doing now with micronutrients, you know, you can look right. and see what you're low in in general and make sure that your levels are, um, of all your nutrients are, are uh, up at the right level so that you're, you're making sure you're, you know, your body's going to do everything optimally, so including, you know, grow your hair. I think that's a key point. I think sometimes, and, you know, I'm guilty of this myself too, sometimes people balk at the testing, especially because the initial testing can be a little bit higher of a price point. But to me, it's better to test and not guess because if you're just guessing, I mean, I know personally for, um, over the years of taking Rogaine, taking oral finasteride, the amount of money you spend on those things and to maybe not have the outcome you're looking for or on, you know, some high biotin supplement or some whatever it is, you tend to spend a lot of money sometimes without even, you know, you'd spend it incrementally instead of just figuring out what it was the one time and now you know exactly what you have to do to hopefully get the result you're looking for. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Now, so I've said this a few times now, but when I first, this started happening to me when I was 23, so about eight years ago is what it was. And I started the um, minoxidil, the foam, so that was the Rogaine foam. I've done oral finasteride, which is the generic for Propecia, I think. Yeah. All right, pharmacy questions, nice. But, um, so to me, when I started those, I felt like it didn't actually improve, but it didn't make it worse. Like maybe well, sometimes it kind of slowed the onset exactly of it. That. And sometimes that's the best you're going to get. Everybody's different. Yeah. But like that's why if you started it early, 
you know, like you know, like if like for me versus, you know, after thirty five or you know in the late thirties kind of thing versus when you're twenty or twenty five, uh, if you started it early, you know, you it's not going to get any worse. That's great, but. If you did it when before you lost a lot, you know, then you would uh, right. Because I definitely grew so with finasteride. I definitely saw growth. Right now, with the finasteride, though, there are some potential side effects and things like that, right? Yes, I mean, you know, um, there's several different issues, male and female. But you know, there are some uh, documented, you know, undesired side effects sexually for men uh, when you're taking finasteride. So. Um, you know, there's a certain percentage of people um, that will experience those types of things. And to me, uh, that trade-off is... You mean like class is about to start, and when class is starting, you want to be standing at full attention. Is that what you're getting at? Uh, I would say that that's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a nice, delicate way to put it, yes. <laughs> As always, you know. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a, uh, so, so that's a good way to put it. But yes, those type of problems. And then for, for females, um, you know, finasteride is... Uh, a very, it, it's teratogenic, means it, it could hurt, like, a, God forbid, if a woman's pregnant. She's not even supposed to be, we, we don't even let technicians uh, that are here of that age touch the finasteride tablets that are, uh, let alone take them. So, uh, you know, that's a, it's a, it's a uh, drug that can cause damage to the fetus. So you don't, people that are pre, uh, women that are premenopausal shouldn't, you know, take that medicine. It's controversial, but I've seen some people now using, uh, not the one milligram, but I've seen women, I've uh, read some things, and again, it's controversial, uh, something you have to discuss individually with your doctor and, you know, uh, uh, and your pharmacist if you want uh, to involve them in the conversation. But finasteride in women at certain doses, they're higher doses, like 2.5 milligrams. I've seen some, uh, you know, articles on that have helped women uh, with uh, hair growth. Interesting. So now... But again, those are women that are not premenopausal. Right, right? yeah, okay, of course. So that, again, that's a big, you know, they have to be in menopause or postmenopause. Right, that makes sense. Now, recently, within the last year, I'd say, in the compounding lab, we've been doing some more custom stuff, and I've been kind of the guinea pig with this, and I think, you know, after a few iterations, you guys found a formula. Right, we, we were tinkering around with some new formulas, and we found something that really uh, is... Uh, you know, works well to be absorbed in the, in the scalp. Yeah, so. and personally for me, it's actually where other things I've tried in the past have definitely halted it and maybe, you know, dealing with some stress and that kind of stuff too have halted um, the process of losing the hair. This actually has promoted regrowth of the hair, not to the point where, like, I have everything back and it's all full, but there's noticeable over the course of about six to eight months or something like that, yeah. I've noticed a, a difference. I, I, we've seen the pictures and, and, and there's no uh, disputing it. It's absolutely completely true. And the thing that I like about topical... So that's what it is, it's topical finasteride, right. not so oral. It's, it's right, so it's the same thing with like a lot of different hormones that we do when we're doing bioidentical hormones and we're doing testosterone replacement or if we're doing uh, female hormone replacement and you know, a lot of uh, things that were originally available, people took orally, and, and it's far more safer, far safer to take things either sublingually or transdermally. And so it's true with this finasteride. It's safer so that some of the unwanted side effects, as we were speaking of earlier with the, uh, for men, uh, for example, um, are not uh, present, you know, because it's not getting to the, the blood levels that it did when you were taking it orally. So you, using it topically, uh, is uh, so basically you make a topical gel instead of obviously taking the yeah, commercial. it's a pill. special kind of a it's a special kind of a, a base that is suited to help uh, 
maximize absorption in the scalp and in and around the other follicles of hair. And, you know, although we, most people apply uh, it to the back of the head or the crown, you know, it can be used and is effective all over the, the Oh, scalp. really? I thought it was more for the crown it, as opposed there, to there, the It is. Uh, that's where typically people focus it, but it, has, it can have effectiveness in the, in the, in the front, too. Interesting. Know, in the hairline and stuff like that. Interesting. So. But again, though, so now that's a custom formula we make in the lab. Right. It's still, it requires a prescription. That's right. You know, okay. So yeah. the doctor, we would have to work just like we do with all compounds. It's a, at the triad. We always talk about, you know, the patient, the doctor, and the pharmacist trying to work together to come up with a, a suitable solution for whatever... Uh, the challenge is, and in this case, uh, we're talking about hair loss, uh, and and uh, this this preparation, you know, in your yeah, positive, I mean, actually, you know, uh, uh, it's you definitely know. you know slow, and I think you know it's important to manage expectations, especially depending on how late in the the process of losing it you are, you know. Right. Um, but for me, from personal experience, it's it's made a noticeable difference, um, you know. In, in how the back of my head <laughs> looks. Right. No, I mean, and I've seen that, and I, yeah. I would I would concur 100%. But again, it's always a, even if you're doing the, the the special compound that we're doing, it's always a to me. I always look at it, the whole try to attack this every way you can sure. so you can get the best results. So still make sure your you know your nutrition and your your supplementation. You know, uh, you know, especially with that B complex and that whole the B family biotin collagen too. Uh, you would want to make sure you're doing all those things too. Even, you know, um, making sure you're using healthy hair products, the things that are, you know, uh, you know, better for your hair. There's things people don't always realize. Some shampoos are filled with stuff that is not as good for your hair and as healthy for your hair as uh, some others. So sure, sometimes sure. you have to pay more for that type of shampoo. But when you're in this situation, you know, you kind of want to do everything you can to, um, you know, maximize. No, it makes sense. Totally. So, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for all the information, and thanks for uh, making that cream, too. <laughs> sure, sure. I'm sorry about the, uh, at least I could do something since I gave you my genetics. Yeah, no I mean, thanks least, for the genetics. At least, at least we could help you out on yeah, the other end, right? Much appreciated, much appreciated. Sure. And if anyone has any questions about this, you can call us at 201-997-2010. That's HB Pharmacy's line. And just ask to speak with one of the compounding pharmacists. And other than that, we'll see you on the next episode of Behind the Counter Sounds Show. Sounds good. Thanks, everybody.